Blog Talk Radio.
Well, praise God, brothers and sisters. It has been an interesting week for me and Sis Brenda. We went and uh, visited my uh, aunt, my Aunt Patty in Midland. I mean, oh, excuse me, in Odessa. They're close together. And nephew uh, met uh, her nephew, Kevin. And it was a wonderful uh, fellowship and time together of time to share what God is doing in each of our lives and to pray and minister to them. And uh, I would say hi to them if they're listening tonight, my Aunt Patty and Kevin. Bless you. Hey, Patty, I mean, Patty, Aunt Patty, and hi, Kevin. Amen. Shalom to you. And uh, we pray, brothers and sisters, for Sister Brenda. As her mother has passed on, I have been told, and we pray for comfort and peace to her. We pray that the Lord will wrap his arms around you and understand there is rejoicing in heaven for your mother has made it home. And I know it hurts and it's tough to not have her around, but know that she's with the Lord and that she's just waiting on you and all the rest to come and that we come back together as a family in heaven. Amen. So we just pray for blessings and we pray for peace and comfort for your whole family, uh, Sister Brenda, in the mighty name of Jesus. For he is the Prince of Peace and he is the comfort. He comforts those who are hurting. And he mourns, I mean, as we're mourning, he hears our hearts and our cry. And we just give him all the glory and praise. Praise God, brothers and sisters, uh, it's humbled, humbled tonight of what God has been showing us and what God is going to say tonight. So uh, just join me with prayer as we start this night. Father, we praise and honor you for who you are in our lives and your son, the Lord Jesus, and what you have done for each one of us. Lord, we thank you for the mercy and grace of God each day. We thank you that you love us and you're with us and you'll never leave us or forsake us. Lord, that we understand in such a time as this what you're doing. And Lord, that we will be part of it. And Lord, that we will serve and honor you in all that we say and do. And Lord, let the light of God so shine so others can see the light and know the truth and come to Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you watch over and protect the Lord's hour tonight, the airway and connections. We pray that you keep them together, Lord. We pray you make a way and let the people come in. We pray you open the connections and the phones and all the airways and whichever way you have, Lord. Bring them in. Draw them in, Father. I pray and that their lives will be touched and changed. And, Lord, that they know they have been in the presence of the Lord. Father, we pray for protection by the power of your name, Lord Jesus, and by the applied blood of Jesus, a covering of your blood over the Lord's hour where the enemy cannot penetrate. For he is defeated by the power of your name and the power of your blood, Lord. And that we rebuke the devil and rebuke the demons and evil spirits, principalities and powers in the airways, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the millions and millions of angels that are watching over us in the Lord's hour. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us in all things. We pray for the anointing of God to flow. For we can do nothing without you, Lord, and not without your spirit. By your spirit, says the Lord. And we just thank you and praise you, Lord. And that we honor and praise you now. Continue as we praise and honor you in Jesus' mighty name. 
brothers and sisters, we understand, and we're praying. <laughs> we reloaded this song, but the Lord still wants it to be told that at the cross, at the cross, where his love ran red. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How important this is. There's a place where mercy and never dies. Never dies. Mercy never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Deep and wide, the flow of grace. For all the love I've ever found comes like a flood, comes flowing down at the cross that 
Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. You have to be multitasker, sweet baby. Amen. No, great are you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. All glory to his name. Keep worshiping and praising him, brothers. He's worthy of all praise and glory. Let us focus on him. Understand what he is doing in our life. Understand what he's doing in such a time as this. These last days. Amen. Hallelujah. You give life. You are love. <laughs> you are love, Lord. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart. Yeah. Oh, 
brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I can tell you, brothers and sisters, what me and Sis Brenda uh, have gone to see, these last two movies we have seen, I can pretty well tell you that God has got it back into the business of movies. Because I can tell you the last two movies we've gone to see are very anointed, and they have a message for this nation. A message that comes at a time, and it's such a time as this, and that is needed. Brothers and sisters, as we uh, went and saw Woodlawn today, and Woodlawn is about, is about a very uh, tragic, dangerous time of our nation. It was back during the time of hate and violence. It's a time of racism and about uh, segregation and all that that was. But brothers and sisters, by this true story, what broke all this in a time like that was the Jesus Revolution. It was Jesus. Jesus. I have learned something else. Everybody always sticking up number one when their team is the best or won most games and all. Oh, no, brothers and sisters. That's not what number one means. When you put your finger up, that means one way. One way. Jesus is one way. The only way. Jesus is the only way. And brothers and sisters, as what Minister Paul has been going through and what he's been showing and what the Lord has been showing us today, how important it is to understand who we are. So go with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, and the word of God says this. For as the body is one and have many members, and all the members of the body which is one, Though they be many, yet are but one body, even so is Christ. And brothers and sisters, this song is called, We Are the Body, by Casting Crowns. And hear the words and what the Lord wants the body of Christ to hear and understand how we are supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing.
Help us to love one another. Help us to love others, Lord. Show us how to love, Lord Jesus. For you are perfect love. You are love that's unconditional, everlasting. Oh, Lord, let your love flow through us. As we know that the true living water is a love of God in the power of the Spirit of God. We pray, Lord, help us. Help us, oh, Lord, to be servants, to be what Christians are truly to be, Christ-like. Oh, Lord, let that label be true. And that we understand there is one way, and that way is Jesus. And that it should be the message from our lips and from our heart and from our actions in our life. And we give you glory and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, tonight is a message. And there is a revelation from God the Father tonight. A message is called Jesus, Mighty to Save. Shalom, brothers and sisters, grace, peace, grace, excuse me, shalom, brothers and sisters, peace be unto you from God the Father and our mighty, mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that you are empowered and moved to action from the king, for the kingdom of God by the mighty Holy Spirit. Tonight, there is an invitation out there from God the Father to all who are seeking truth, you who are lost, you who are scared and frightened, you who are alone and not truly loved. You who are abused by mankind in this evil lost world. You who feel you're in bondage to this world and the prince of this world, Satan. There is still good news. With all the talk about judgment, that there is strong birth pains happening all over this world. And even here in America, he is telling you and showing you that this world and its selfish lifestyle is not the answer to your question. You will not be fulfilled. You will not have true love, true hope, or peace without the one who gives it to you. Help me, Lord. Brothers and sisters, like the prophets of old, in the Apostle John, I am undone. I am humbled for such a time as this, that the Father would use me to share his message to all his created ones. Everyone listening tonight, this is a message from him, a loving father who would have none perish, but a holy, righteous God who is saying judgment is here and more is coming, and that my wrath and the wrath of my son is coming. The star clouds are gathering. The hordes of hell are coming. It is rising. Hear his voice. Hear his message tonight. I am just a humble servant of the Lord, when he speaks to me and the church, I just type it out so you all can hear it too. This is a heartfelt message. This is a serious message, and this is a sobering message from God the Father. Father, I pray, open the hearts of thy people. Open the spiritual eyes and ears to hear what you are saying to them, that your words are life and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Here goes, brothers and sisters. Glory to the Lord. The one who gives true hope, peace, without the one who gives it to you, he is my son, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. My son willingly gave his life for you. My son gave his perfect blood for you. 
my son, knew there had to be sacrifice for the evil and sin in each one of your lives. The Luciferians and many leaders of the world religion are trying to take away the sign that reminds each of you that what my son did for you to help you remember, never forget what I have done for you, what he did for you. The cross, the cross, the cross. This symbol points to my son, to the sacrifice and suffering for the sin of mankind. This is a picture and vision of our love for each of you. My children, do not worship the cross as an idol. No, they look at it and know that their loving Lord and Savior died on it. And there, in the appointed time that was prophesied thousands of years for my prophets, they are trying to take down the cross and silence the message of the cross. This will not happen. I am Almighty God. During this time, the age of grace, the time of the church, the overcoming living church, a pure bride for my son. I expect you to share the truth. You should show the truth. You live the truth of the cross. Hear me, all my created ones, every man, woman, and child. You have to come to my son, Jesus Yeshua. You have to humble yourself. You have to see your sins bring death to you. Humble yourself. You have to see the signs that bring death to you. You cannot in any way save yourself. This false prophet, the leader of the world religion, the one who exalts himself equal to my son. Woe to you, false vicar, viker, 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 you antichrist, the pope of this whore Babylon, he cannot save you. Hear me. I am have spoken in the last day through my beloved son. He has a message of salvation. He has a message of eternal life. He has a message of repentance. Hear me. I am God Almighty, creator of the universe. This is the way to salvation and life. There is no other. You have to realize you are separated from me. You are on the road of destruction and hell without my son, Jesus. He came to bear witness of my truth, my ways, and my life. You want to see the true living God? Look at my son, and you will see me, the father. There is many out there that are lying to you. They are deceiving you. They are telling you it is okay to live any way you want to. Lies. These are lies. You have to turn from your sin. You have to turn to my son, Jesus Christ. You have to turn to the cross where my son died for you. This was your destiny. This is where going to be your punishment for your sin. This was going to be your judgment for your sin. The pain and agony of the cross. The life and blood poured out. You don't have to face this anymore. My righteousness, my holy nature demands pureness, demands holiness. But my love and mercy give salvation through my son, Jesus Yeshua. 
father to all mankind. This has been what my son is. Who is the living word of God? You have to know him personally. Anyone who tells you different is a liar. And the truth is not in them. There is no works or righteous acts you can be, uh, that you can do to be saved. Only through my beloved son, Jesus. You have to make a choice. You have to make a life decision tonight. My Holy Spirit is moving upon your mind and heart now. You will see the cross. You will see my son on the cross through visions and dreams. You will see it before your eyes right now. You will try to close your eyes and you'll still see my son on the cross. You have to choose tonight to accept my son and what he did for you on the cross or reject him. There is only two choices. Do not put this off. Tonight is the time to make the right decision or you could be lost in eternity in hell. I am your loving father. I am drawing you here to hear my heart, to know that I would not have any parish. I want each of you to come to my, to my son, Jesus, Yeshua. Come home to your loving father in God. Know this and know this well. You choose with your free will, I give you, to reject what my son did for you, that my wrath in judgment is upon you and will be upon you forever. Choose life. Choose my son, the resurrection of life. Choose my son, the savior of the world. And each of you listening, call out to him tonight. He will hear you. He hears a broken heart. We know all your thoughts. We know all your actions. Let this be the best thing you have ever done. Repent. Ask my son to forgive you and your sin tonight. His blood will wash away all your sins. You will be a new creation made in the likeness of him. You will be given garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness from me and my son, Jesus, Yeshua. You will, set, you will be set free from the power of the sin and darkness and given, to the, and given the power of life in my marvelous light. You will be born again. You will be filled with my Holy Spirit to live the life I intended for you. All you have to do is reach out tonight, make a step of faith. You have to trust my son for your salvation and eternal life. When you make this step, when you reach out to my son, when you cry out from your heart, my son's name, and put in, um, you put your all in all in him, you give him your life, then heaven will rejoice. You will be like the prodigal son or daughter coming home. This message, my heart, I am pouring out to you, is very serious. This is a time to choose. This is no time there is no time truly left. The door is closing on this time of grace, the time of the church age, the time of my son's true body, the body of Christ, his beloved bride, is going to end. And the time of judgment and my wrath to those who choose with their own free will, free will to reject my son. Love, arms wide open on the cross. This time is called the great 
terrible day of the Lord. You do not want to be here. This time was for Israel. This time is called Jacob's trouble. This time was to bring my children back to me, the children of Israel. Woe to those who lie and deceive you, who show my son still on the cross. This whore of Babylon tells you that what my son did was not enough. Who are they to say this? My son died once for all. The cross is empty. It is finished. Salvation is complete through my son, Jesus, Yeshua. Any of you, my children, destroy these symbols of blaspheme. Destroy any crosses that have my son still on them. Get rid of them. Do not let this abomination be in your house or around your neck. They carry the curse of the cross on them. You do not you do not receive what my son has done once for all. The curse of sin and cross rests upon you now. The destinies for these who reject me and my son is a lake of fire. It is hell and damnation. The best way I can describe this place is darkness, loneliness, no love there, never-ending pain that my son endured at the cross, so you will you will have to face this. And there is burning, 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 unquenchable fire. So you have heard the Father's heart tonight. Now it is time for you to choose. Choose life in heaven or choose death in hell. Very clear, my children, my created one. You have to make the decision. Choose wisely. Now to my children, my sons and daughters who love my son and me, your heavenly father. Rejoice, your homecoming is coming. My son will be coming to get you. Do as he has told you. Keep looking up, keep repenting, keep praying, keep fasting to keep your focus on him and study yourself to be approved, my living word. You are not alone. You will never be alone. I am always with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. You are my children. You are my beloved ones who love my son with all your heart. Stand fast. Be a light in this very dark world. Hear the message I have spoken tonight and listen to my son, buddy, a very humble servant that will share with you the wisdom and truth I give him by my Holy Spirit. He knows who to trust. And wants each of you to know this too. He has learned, and many of you have learned, that the only through my son, Jesus Yeshua, is their true life. Life eternal, and the love I am has given is eternal too. Be at peace, my children. Know you are loved very much. Yahweh has spoken. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I was shaking. I could not move after this was given me such great love and forgiveness. For our loving Father, he is telling anyone out there, receive the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Yeshua. Call out to Jesus from your heart. Be sincere. This is not a one-time thing or prayer. This is a life decision. You have to give Jesus your life and let him make you a new creation by faith and believe in him. Know that Jesus will change you forever. He will come and live in you by his Holy Spirit. 
like I said before, you confirm this word of revelation from the living word of God. Amen. You confirm this with God, the Father, and our Lord Jesus by prayer too. The first reference for this word is Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3. Let me get a drink, brothers and sisters. Mm, presence of God. This power of God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3. At sundry times and in divers matters, God spoke in the old time to our fathers by the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has made heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of the glory in engraved form of his person, in bearing up all things by his mighty word, have by himself purged our sins and set it at the right hand of majesty in the highest places. Praise God. There is a footnote in the Geneva Bible that shows about every chapter at the start of that. The Lord wants you to hear this. Amen? Listen to this. This epistle is to show that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, both God and man, is that the true, eternal, and only prophet, king, and high priest that was shadowed by the figures of the old law and now indeed exhibited, of whom the whole church ought to be taught, governed, and sanctified. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus has fulfilled all the law and the prophets, Glory to his name. The second reference, brothers and sisters, to this word is John 3. Chapter John, I mean, uh, the book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. As the Spirit of God leads, we need to speak what words he shares. 1 through 21. Yeah, so chapter 3, John 3, verses 1 through 21. You got it now, baby? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to his name. His word is truth. Amen? Glory to his name. There was a, Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man could do these miracles that thou doest except God were with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. <laughs> Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born which is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb again and be born? John chapter 3. The book of John. Chapter 3. You have it? We're at verse 4. Nicodemus said, said unto him, How can a man be born which is old? Can he enter to his mother's womb again and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except that a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said to thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is every man that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Verse 10, Jesus answered, and he said unto him, Art thou a teacher of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we know, and testify that what we've seen, but ye receive not our witness. If when I tell you earthly things, you believe not, how should ye believe if I should tell you of heavenly things? For no man ascendeth up to heaven, but he that hath descended from heaven, that the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Verse 15, that whosoever, there's that whosoever, hallelujah, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God so loveth the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever again believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world that he should condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth in him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, just like the Father was sharing from his heart. And this is the condemnation, that the light came into the world, and the men loved darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For every man that evil doeth hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought according to God. Two points from verse 19 give the first part of the contrast from the saved and the lost. Amen? Point one in this. Only wickedness is the cause why men refuse the light that is offered them. Amen? This is what makes people hate, mock, and refuse the truth. It is their sin, their lifestyle of sin. The light exposes them to them. The light exposes this to them, and they don't like it. The second point in verse 19, condemnation. That is... The cause of condemnation which sticketh fast in men unless through God's great benefit they be delivered from it. You hear that, brothers and sisters? Condemnation which sticketh like super glue fast in men unless through God's great benefit they be delivered from it. Amen. Only God can deliver them from their sins. Now, two more points for the righteous, the saved ones, amen? 
point one from verse 21 doeth, that is, he that leadeth an honest life and void of all craft and deceit. And like I asked my wife, says Brenda, what is craft? Witchcraft. And what is witchcraft? It's rebellion against God. There you go. And deceit? Deceit is lined up with the father of lies. He wants to deceive people and not and deceive them and mislead them and not know and they don't know the truth or blind it to the truth. Amen. Point two from verse twenty one, according to God. That is with God, God as it was going before. Amen. If God is for us, who can be against us, brothers and sisters? God goes before us. He leads the way. He is the way. Hallelujah. He is the one way. The one way. And if you go see Woodlawn, you'll understand what this means. Hallelujah. It sure don't mean you're number one. The last reference, the same chapter, John 3, verse 36. He that believeth in the Son have everlasting life, and he that obeyeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So let's seek and study about Jesus, minded to save. Amen? One of the most important questions out there is this. Can God save me? Can God save me? The question, can God save me? has been asked by millions of people over the years. Not only can God save you, but only God can save you. To understand why the answer to God can save me is yes, we have to understand why we need saving in the first place. When Adam disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, his sin poisoned the rest of creation. Romans 5.12 says, Romans 5.12 Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world by sin, and so death went over all men in whom all men have sinned. In the simple nature we inherited from Adam has separated us from God. Because of God's great love for us, however, he had a plan, praise God. Genesis 3, verse 15, praise his wonderful name. Oh, our God was not caught off guard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome, wonderful God. Genesis 3, 15, a loving, merciful God. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Verse 15, I will also put an enemy between thee and the woman. This is God talking to Satan and Eve, and between thy seed and her seed, and he shall break thine head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Two points from this scripture. Point one, break thine head. That is the power of sin and death. Hallelujah. Thank God for that promise and fulfillment through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. That God when he said, talk about break thine hand, is break the power of sin and death, brothers and sisters, over us. 
Christ and his members, but not overcome them. Praise God. Wonder what meant by seeing Christ and his members. What is the meaning of seeing? Listen to this. To prick or wound with a sharp pointed instrument. Often venom bearing organ, like fangs of a serpent, like nails driven in Christ's hands and feet. Like his venomous lies and deceit he spewed out against us. But look at the last part of this point. Amen. But not overcome them. Hallelujah. Our Lord told us himself, you shall have trials in the world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world and the devil. You, my children, have become overcomers through me. Rejoice, brothers and sisters. Know who you are. You're not cast down, condemned sinners. You're overcomers, children of, the, of God, the God of Most High, Jesus, our Lord and King. Amen. Hallelujah. He would come to earth as a human being in the person of Jesus Christ and willingly lay down his life for us, taking the punishment we deserve. When our Savior cried out from the cross, it is finished. John 19.30, Tetelestai, it says in the Greek, it is finished. Our sin debt was forever paid in full. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ saved us from certain death and a horrible, godless eternity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for saving us from a godless eternity. In order for us to benefit from Christ's atoning sacrifice, we must trust him and his sacrifice alone as a payment for sin. We just read John 3.16 and Acts 16.31. And God will cover us with the righteousness of Christ in the moment we do this. Romans 3.22, which says, glory to his name, his word is truth, his promises are yes and amen. To witness the righteousness of God by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe. All means all, brothers and sisters. All means all. Hallelujah. One powerful point, one powerful truth to witness. The matter as it were of this righteousness is Christ taken hold by faith and for this end offered to all people as without him all people are shut out from the kingdom of God. There you go. Receive Jesus Christ, the very righteousness of God. You can enter into his kingdom of heaven. If you do not receive Jesus Christ, You'll be shut out of heaven forever by God's word, not mine. God have mercy. But for this imputed righteousness, we would not never be able to enter the presence of our holy God. Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. And the mighty word of God says, Seeing therefore, brethren, 
that by the blood of Jesus, we may be bold to enter into the holy place by the new and living way which he has prepared for us through the veil that is his flesh. In seeing, we have a high priest which is over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in assurance of faith of our heart, our hearts being pure from an evil conscience, washed in our bodies with the pure water. Let us keep profession of our hope without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, just like that song, by our love, they will know we are Christians. Not forsaking the fellowship that we have among ourselves, as a matter of some is, but let us exhort one another, and that so much the more, because ye said, day draweth near. Footnote from verse 25, to exhort the godly and warn the ungodly. And that so much the more, because ye see the day draweth near. Having mentioned the last coming of Christ, he stirreth up the godly to focus on a holy life, incites the faithless, falling ones from God to the fearful judgment seat of the judge because they wickedly rejected him and only salvation to system. Day draw near at ever passing day, at every passing day. The day of Christ for the faithful and the great and terrible day of the Lord for the faithless. God have mercy. God have mercy on your soul who reject Christ, who reject the great love that God poured out, arms wide open at the cross. God have mercy. Our salvation affects more than our eternal destiny, however. Being saved also has immediate impact. The good news is that Christ's finished work on the cross saves us from eternal sin, separation from God, and it also saves us from the power that sin currently has over us in this life. Once we accept Christ, his spirit indwells us, and we are no longer controlled full nature. This freedom makes it possible for us to say no to sin and overcome our enslavement to the sinful desires of the flesh. You are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. For if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, Romans 8, 9. It's okay, baby. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, 1 Timothy 1.15. And we are all sinners, Romans 3.23, for all have fell short of the glory of God. All are sinners. Not one of us is beyond the reach of God's saving grace, Isaiah 59.1. The Apostle Paul is a great example of God's far-reaching grace. Paul spent the first part of his life hating, imprisoning, persecuting, even killing Christians. Then, one encounter with 
of Jesus Christ turned Paul into one of the greatest Christian missionaries who ever lived. If God can save Paul, the chiefs of sinners in 1 Timothy 1.15, he can save anyone. Amen? God is able. What is impossible for man is possible with God. Mankind is the crown jewel of God's creation. Made in his image, Genesis 1.26, God desires all of us to be saved. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. <laughs> Bless you, baby. Multitasking woman. <laughs> Most of the women can do it, praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Four and five. Uh, no, chapter two, verses four and five. All right, you got it. I got you. Amen. Who will that all men? Who will that all men shall be saved and come unto the acknowledging of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, which is the man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! And none of us to perish. Praise God. And this is the other thing. And none of us to perish. This is the other thing about, about God can save. Second Peter three nine. Second Peter three nine. The Lord of that promise is not slack, as some men count slackness, but is patient toward us, and would have no man to perish. But would have, I mean, what would all men come to repentance? You have to repent. The word of God says so. Come before the Lord. You have to understand who you are in your sin. And you got to say, oh, God, I need a Savior. And you ask God for forgiveness and you repent. You turn away from your sinful life and you turn your life to Christ. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. As the Spirit of God exposes it, as a light shines upon you tonight, that you turn to Jesus. Ezekiel 18, verses 32. All praise his name. For I desire not the death of him that dieth, says the Lord God, cause therefore one another to return and live ye. Return! And live, the Lord is saying, amen? To those who believe in Jesus' name, God gives the right to become children of God. John 1, 12. What the Lord will do for his children is described in Psalm 91. Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Psalm 91, 14 through 16. So now we know our God through Jesus Christ, his son, can save you. What love and mercy God has for us. There are many more examples of God's forgiveness and salvation for sinful men. We will focus on two, one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament. Go with me to 2 Samuel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. 
Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. What God is teaching us and showing us is so important. This is account of King David and his sin. Where he can be saved and forgiven. Amen. So we, so when you hear what his sin is, know that there is hope for anyone out there. And you have not sinned too much or too far from God's saving grace and Jesus' cleansing blood. No way you've gone too far. If you're still alive, no way you've gone too far. Verse 1, Then the Lord sent Nathan unto David, who came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many sheep and oxen, but the poor had none at all, save one little sheep, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up with him and with his children also, and did eat of his own morsels, drank of his own cup, and slept in his bosom, and was unto him as his daughter. Now there came a stranger unto the rich man, who refused to take his own sheep or of his own oxen to dress for the stranger that was come unto him. But he took the poor man's sheep and dressed it for the man that was come to him. Verse 5. Then David was exceedingly wrought with the man and said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, that the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing and had no pity thereof. Then Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and gave thee thy Lord's house and the Lord's wife into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah, and would moreover, if it had been too little, to have given thee such and such things. Wherefore thou hast despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight, Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house and will take thy wife before thine eyes, and give him unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wife in the sight of his sin. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do the same before all Israel, and before the sun. Then David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. One point from verse 13, this is what the Lord is seeking. Put away thy sin. For the Lord seeketh, but that the sinner would turn to him. Turn from sin. Repent. Return to him who gives you salvation and life. Amen. We see clearly that David committed sin before the Lord. Indeed, he tried to hide it. 
You can't hide your sins from the Lord. He sees all. When the light of God shines on your sin-stained heart and mind, it is exposed. You have two choices. Repent what the Spirit of God reveals and be forgiven or refuse and be most miserable. Remember, learn from Jonah. Do what God says or face the belly of a fish. Okay, let's move on to the New Testament. A man I identify with, a man I look as an example to my life. This is Peter. Amen. Go to John chapter 18, verses 4 through 27. John 18, verses 4 through 27. Let me get a drink again, brothers and sisters. Praise his wonderful name. God is sharing so much of his word and truth. You are being fed a feast tonight. Amen. The feast of God's meat. No milk, meat. Amen. Then Jesus, knowing all things should come unto him, went forth and said unto them, Whom you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. Now Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon as he had said unto them, I am he, they went away backwards and fell to the ground. <laughs> oh, the power of God. Hallelujah. Then he asked them, whom you seek? And they say, Jesus and Nazareth. He had to ask them again. Jesus answered, and I, and I said unto you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. This is what the word might be fulfilled, which he spake. Of them which thou givest me, I have lost none by the words of God's prophets. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it out and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. Now the servant's name was Machalas. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into thy sheath. Shall I not drink of the cup which my father has given me? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Ananias. First, for he was a father-in-law of Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. And Caiaphas was he that gave counsels to the Jews that it be, was expedient that one man should die for all for the people. Now Simon Peter followed Jesus and another disciple, and that disciple was known of the high priest. Therefore he went in with Jesus into the hall of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out the other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake to her, that kept the door and brought in Peter. Then said the maid, uh, the maid that kept the door unto Peter, Art thou also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. And the servants and officers stood there, which had made fires of coal, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter also stood among them and warmed himself. Then the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and his doctrine, and Jesus answered him, I speak openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple 
whether the Jews resort continually, and in secret I have said nothing. Why askest thou me? Heard me what I said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. When he had spoken these words, one of the officers which stood by smote Jesus with his rod, saying, Answerest thou the high priest, so? Jesus answered him, If I have evil spoken, bear witness of, evil, of the evil. But if I have well spoken, why smite me? Now Ananias had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself, and they said unto him, Art thou, art not thou also his disciples? He denied it, and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, his cousins, who ear Peter smote off, said, Did I not see thee in the garden within? Peter then denied again and immediately. We know about this account in Peter's life. We know he denied Christ three times, even to the point of cursing. We know he was sorrowful and in pain when he realized what he did. I'm sure Peter thought he had gone too far to be saved and forgiven. But thanks be to God, what is impossible for man is not impossible for God. The good thing is like David, Peter realized what he did and wept bitterly, knew he needed forgiveness from his Savior and Master, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. We see this after the great victory at the cross and the resurrection. Amen. For brothers and sisters, know this, that the cross was not a failure. It was a victory. It was a victory in Jesus Christ's life. John. Go to John 21, verses 4 through 17. And we'll see the repentance and the forgiving love of God. John 21, chapter 21, verses 4 through 17. But when the morning now was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Nevertheless, disciples knew that it was that knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus had said unto them, Sirs, have you any meat? They answered him, No. Then he said unto them, Cast out the net on the right side of the ship. And ye shall find. So they cast out, and they were not able to able to draw it from the multitude of fishes. Therefore said the disciple whom Jesus loved unto Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded up his coat to him, for he was naked, and cast himself into the sea. But the other disciples came by ship, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits. And they drew the net with the fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw hot coals and fish laid thereon in bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fishes which ye have now caught. Simon Peter stepped forth and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty-three. All about there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples thus asked him, Who art thou? Seeing they knew that he was the Lord. Jesus then came and took bread and gave them and fish likewise. 
This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen again from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He, he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, the son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was sorry because he said to him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Brothers and sisters, listen to this powerful footnote from verse 17, the third time, the third time. It was meant that he that had denied him thrice should confess him thrice, that Peter might neither doubt forgiveness of his so grievous a sin, nor of his restoring to the office of apostleship. What an awesome God we serve. What a personal loving God we serve. He knows each one of us in our lives better than ourselves, and he knows what we need in our lives to bring reconciliation and salvation. Amen? Now, the other thing the Lord wants me to show us tonight and wants me to share is how Peter and the disciples of Christ were changed after being broken. After praying and fasting, coming together in unity in prayer, the promise from the Father came, the Holy Spirit, which gives us gifts to minister, boldness to witness, to live a holy life, and to be humble servants for God. Amen? Go with me to Acts 4. Acts 4. Verses 1 through 31. Praise is wonderful name. Praise God, brothers and sisters. And as they spec on to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, taking it grievously that they taught the people and preached in Jesus' name the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even tide. How about many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000, praise God. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and the elders and scribes were gathered together at Jerusalem, and Ananias, the chief priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, as many were of the kindred of the high priest. And when they had set them before them, they asked, By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, for as much as with this day are examined, of the good deed done to this impotent, I mean, impotent man, to wit, by what means is he made whole? Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, whom God raised.
raised again from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you hope. This is the stone cast aside of you builders, which has become the head of a corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For among men there is given no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and understood that they were unlearned men without knowledge, they marveled and knew them that they had been with Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, he want to be in that place where people know that you have been with Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That he is with you. He lives in you. Hallelujah. And beholding also the man which was healed standing with them, they had nothing to say against it. Then they commanded him to go aside of the council, out of the council and conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For surely a manifest sign is done by them and is openly known to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it be noise no further among the people, let us threaten and charge them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them that in no wise they should speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And this should be our response too, brothers and sisters. But Peter and John answered unto them and said, Whether it be right in the sight of God to obey you rather than God judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So they threatened them and let them go and found nothing how to punish them because of the people. For all the men praised God for what was what which was which was done. For the man was above forty years old, whom this miracle of healing was showed. Then as soon as they were let go, they came to their fellows, showed all that the high priest and elders had said unto them. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices to God in one accord and said, O oh Lord, thou art the God which has made the heaven and earth, the sea, and all things that are in them, which by thy mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth assembled, and the rulers came together against the Lord and against his Christ. For doubtless against thy holy son Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel gathered themselves together to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel had determined before to be done. And now, O Lord, behold their threatening and grant unto thy servants with all boldness to speak thy word so that thy stretch forth thy hand that healing in signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy son Jesus and when as they prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost inspect the word of God boldly Brothers and sisters, God is still doing this. 
The book of Acts is still going on and on and on. It's my own testimony and my own witness as we came together to stand for Jesus because Jesus matters over this United Nation, I mean United States and this world. And as we went together in Oklahoma and as we prayed together, the ground was shaking as we came in unity there in Oklahoma. The ground shook under our feet because of the presence of Almighty God and that we took a stand for Jesus. Amen. And as we were down in Austin and as we stayed in, I mean, as we stand, stood again, the believers in Christ that God called and we came to the capitals all over this nation as God led his people and the ones responded to his call and said, repent, repent because judgment is coming for your ungodly ways and your ungodly laws. And the ground shook again as we prayed. For our Lord God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Brothers and sisters, and anyone who's been told this lie about not filling or baptism of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, the truth from God's word says otherwise, I can guarantee you, you will not be able to stand, be able to minister or even have a witness for Christ without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit to have the gift. He gives to the church and be able to minister. God wants us to share the good news as judgment fast approaches. We are to be bold for Christ. Just like Peter and John, we are to take a stand for Christ as it is still called day. We are, yes, to warn and tell the people to wake up. Judgment is coming. But we are to share the good news, too, that they can be saved for eternity. This is so much more important than this temporal life. For in these times or even everyday life to be your last breath. So make sure you are saved, justified, and being sanctified by Christ. There is no there is no time to be separated. This is no time, excuse me. This is no time to be separated from Jesus Christ. This is the time to come to him. All who are weak and heavy laden, he will give you rest. Amen. And look at verse 31. This is what the Lord is saying to his church and bride. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all Filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with the word of God boldly. Amen, amen, amen. Mighty to save. Down at the bottom. It's not there. Oh, Lord. Maybe I didn't download it. Uh, you can put it in there pretty quickly. Yes, you can. Uh, click that that little cloud thing. No, over here, baby. No, no, no. Up there in the. Yeah. Just go to um. Just go to same power. We'll get it next time. Hallelujah. Well, yeah, it was uh. I didn't finish what I was supposed to do, brothers. Just forgive me, but there's still powerful songs there. Same power. Okay, we can, we can yep. 
praise this wonderful name. Know this, everyone that's out there. The reason why Jesus matters, because Jesus saves. Jesus is mighty to save. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You have shown favor and grace to us tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah.
God. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, as we continue tonight, and my wife and Sis Brenda, daughter of the King of Glory, she has a message about sanctified bride. Listen as she shares what the Lord has shared to her, sanctified bride. Hi, everybody. First, let's start with a power prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray this prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind, rebuke, and bring to no effect all division, discord, and disunity, strife, wrath, murder, criticism, condemnation, pride, envy, jealousy, gossip, slander, and speaking, complaining, lying, and false teaching, false gifts, false manifestations, lying signs and wonders, poverty, fear of lack, deceiving spirits, religious spirits, hindering spirits, retaliatory spirits, occult spirits, witchcraft spirits, including Jezebel, including Delilah, including Apollyon the Destroyer, spirits of Antichrist, and all familiar and territorial spirits. I bind all curses that have been spoken against the Lord's ire and the people in the Lord's ire. I bless those who curse us. I pray blessings on those who despicably use us. I bind all spoken judgments against us and judgments I have made against others. I bind in the power of the power of negative words from others. I bind and render useless all prayers not inspired by the Holy Spirit, whether socket, so forth, witchcraft, counterfeit tongues, and they have been prayed against us. We are children of God and we and resist the devil. No weapon forms against us shall prosper. We put on the whole armor of God. Take authority over this day in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 This is from Matt Lester. Let's hear. Yes, from Rapture Ready. This is from Rapture Ready. It's called The Sanctified Bride. Since the day of Pentecostal, up until the, this present day, the world has been under the dispensation of the Age of Grace, a.k.a. Bible-believing Christians are well aware of this special time in history. Even the unbelieving secular world benefits from the live, from living in the current dispensation. After the rapture, God will begin to judge the remaining inhabitants of this world that have rejected the free pardon that was offered by his son at Calvary. This, this will last for seven years, and the horrific details of this judgment can be found in the correct order of Revelation, starting at chapter 6 to chapter 18. 
Those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior have become part of the body of Christ, known as the bride of Christ, and have been sanctified from that coming time of judgment. Now, may the Lord of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may the whole spirit of and soul and body keep blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is First Thessalonians 5:23. To be sanctified means to be set apart and made holy. It also means to be made legitimate, free from sin and purified. This is something that none of us can do on our own. And it has been done solely by the sacrificial blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he willingly bore our sins at the cross. Hebrews ten fourteen. For by one offering he has perfectly forever those who are being sanctified. Jesus played prayed to the Father for towards us in his intercessory prayer on the behalf as recorded in John chapter 17, verse 17 through 19. Jesus said, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. According to John 1, 14, Jesus himself is the word. And according to John 14, 6, Jesus himself is the truth. So we can clearly, we are clearly sanctified in Christ. Much of the world does not realize privilege, the privileged time at which we live. There was never, there was never before a time in history where one could be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Before Christ, in the Old Testament times, God. God did not seal people with the Holy Spirit. Through his grace, he allowed his spirit to commune and dwell within certain people whom he chose. But the promise of being filled with the Holy Spirit did not come until after Pentecost. David even prayed that the Lord would not remove his Holy Spirit from him in Psalms 51.11. Even though David was a man after the Lord's own heart, David still realized that he was not sealed. This was due to the lack of the Lord's love. It was not, not due to the lack of the Lord's love, but because of the time of the dispensation of which David lived. Since Pentecost, we, the church and the bride of Christ, have been given the seal of the Holy Spirit as an engagement ring to our soon coming groom. We are currently engaged to Christ. Our ring is our Christ who purchased us with his blood at soon coming day when he will redeem his purchased possession. It's possession. In him you also trusted after you had heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, and whom also have believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, 
who is the guaranteed of the inheritance and to the redemption of the purchased possession of the praise of his holy glory. The above verse, which is Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, should be a comfort to anyone that has accepted Christ in, as his or her personal favor. The key words in these verses are believed, sealed, and guaranteed. Simply, by believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are guaranteed eternal life in heaven with him by the seal of his Holy Spirit within us. If this isn't a deal of lifetime, I don't know what is. Since our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came, came from the tribe of Judah, it is essential to remember that by being his bride, come ancient Jewish wedding tradition should be considered. For one, in ancient times, when a Jewish man proposed to a woman, he would offer her a cup to drink from. When she accepted the cup and drank from it, it was a symbol of her acceptance of his proposal. When Christ constituted the ordinance of the Holy Communion, he was in like manner proposing to us and asked that we remember him every time we do it. Taking communion isn't a form of, of obtaining salvation. We obtain that the moment we first believe. But it an, is an outward expression of our acceptance of his proposal to be bride. Furthermore, when we take communion, we are remembering the blood that was shed for us and that his body, and it became because of that sacrifice, that redemption is made available for all of us. In ancient Jewish wedding tradition, the groom to be would be to would go to his father's house and prepare a place for his bride after the proposal was accepted. The father would inspect the place he had prepared and then tell the groom to be when it was time to go get his bride. The bride would not know when he was coming for her, so she always had to be ready. The son always would not know. The son also would not know when the father would tell him it was time. I believe but that was is why Jesus said, that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. But... but for a long time, I always wondered why the omniscient Son of God would not know when he was coming back. But I believe that the that above statement made had been an illustration of Christ's devotion to his inheritance, allowing the Father to dictate, dictate when to get his bride. Even though Mark's gospel was geared to the Gentiles audience, the fact of Christ's Jewish heritage remains unchanged. Is a foreshadowing of the devoted marriage of heritage in the book of Ruth, where Boaz, a Jew, takes a Gentile bride, Ruth, to redeem the impoverished relative Naomi. 
Boaz represents Christ, Ruth represents the church, and Naomi represents Israel. At the end of the tribulation period, Christ returns with his bride, the church, when he redeems Israel. But first, he must redeem his bride at the rapture before the tribulation begins. In the ancient Jewish wedding tradition, the groom and the bride would consummate their marriage for seven days before the wedding banquet occurs. We see a biblical example of this in Genesis 29, 27, and 28, where Jacob has to fulfill his week with Leah before he could receive Rachel as his second wife. This week of consummation is symbolic of the week of seven years that the bride of Christ will spend with her groom while the seven-year tribulation is occurring on earth. This will be the time when the saints are rewarded with their service towards the Lord during their lives on earth. Afterwards, the wedding supper of the Lamb will take place as written in Revelation 19, 7 and 9. When we compare Revelation 19, 19, verse 9, we can see that the marriage of the Lamb and the marriage supper of the Lamb are two separate events. A close examination of Revelation 19.7 reveals that the wedding and the consummation, the wording of the saints, are already taking place during the seven years prior to the second coming. As it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. The Lamb's wife has made herself ready by the evidence of the righteous clothing that she has been granted. And at the award ceremony, the wife's clothing clothing is the righteous act of the saints. And the saints don't earn their righteousness. Hmm. We are only righteous through Jesus Christ. And according to 1 Corinthians 1.30, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption are the three things that have made us right with God by our unity with Christ. This is truly a marriage made in heaven. The three attributes of the bride of Christ listed in 1 Corinthians 1.30 are, are strong evidence in the church that the church does not belong in the tribulation period when God is pouring out his wrath upon this Christ-rejecting world. For one, God doesn't judge righteousness, but rather he reserves his wrath for the unrighteousness. Next, those in Christ are sanctified from the wrath to come. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, and 23. And lastly, those that have accepted Christ's sanctificational, sacrificial anointment of redemption are justified by his blood and saved from the coming wrath. This is why the wedding supper of the Lamb doesn't occur until after God's wrath and judgment upon earth completed 
Those that come to accept Christ during the tribulation period will be invited to the wedding banquet. It is important to remember that there will be Christians on earth during the tribulation, but they will are separate from the bride because they do not accept the in, they did not accept the invitation that was available to them before the rapture occurred. These tribulation saints are seen in Revelation seven nine through seventeen and serve the Lord in his temple. However, they are not unhappy in their service as the Lord wipes away every tear from their eyes. Any regrets that that they may have had in missing the rapture will be completely gone when they are before the throne serving the Lord. Serving the Lord is always, always a joy. In Ephesians, in Ephesians 5, 22 and 23, the Apostle Paul portrays the bride of Christ, and he even quotes Genesis 2:24, as Christ did when he was addressing the issue of the marriage and divorce to the Pharisee in Matthew 19:5. Genesis 2:24 says, "Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife." And they shall become one flesh. Just as God intended that man and the woman become one, he also intends the bride of Christ and her groom to be as one. The Lord designed this union in his creation when he made male and female. They were, we are currently witnessing the rebellion and the satanic attack Upon the divine ordinance and with the legalization of marriage. Same-sex partners cannot become one and produce new life as God intended his creation to do. This itself is another of the many pathetic signs that we must be close to the end of the age of grace. For the law of the land will never trump the law of God, especially one that is intended to symbolize the sanctification of the Son of God and his bride. Praise the Lord. Jesus often used the ancient Jewish wedding pattern in many of his parables, and they almost always were linked to the end of the, end of the age. Throughout recorded history, we have seen the presentation in progress the preparation in progress for the great heavenly wedding ceremony that is to come at the end of the stage. For the first 4,000 years, the groom has been prepared. He has, he then comes and proposes his bride and sanctifies her with his anointing sacrifice. After accomplishing that, he returned back to his father to prepare a place for his bride. He will. He are. We are currently living in the age where the bride is being prepared, and very soon the groom is coming to return for his bride. Right now, when Jesus Christ looks down 
from heaven three groups of people, Jews, Gentiles, and his bride. He loves all. Thank you, babe. I like the echo. All right, thank you. He loves all the speech groups of people, but the Jews don't recognize him and the Gentiles don't know him. However, bride, the born-again Christians, love him, know him, and belong to him. They have responded to him and have set apart have been set apart until he returns. While the bride waits, she is empowered by the Holy Spirit to be sanctified in him. The invitation to be his bride is still available to anyone thirsting for righteousness, salvation. If you have not responded to his proposal, do it now while there's still time because the current age of grace is the only time in history that this special offer to be part of the bride of Christ is available. And according to the signs and times, it's almost over. The heavenly wedding bells for the marriage of the Lamb through his bride is about to start ringing. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who serves, come. Whoever desires, let him take up the water of life freely. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is going to be a holy wedding day, brothers and sisters. It will be a holy wedding day. Hallelujah. This is the story of the Son of God. Hanging on a cross for me But it ends with the bride and the groom And the wedding by a glassy sea Oh, death, where is your sting? Cause I'll be there
One of my favorites, Everlasting Life. Amen. This is from Isaiah 62, I mean, 66, 22. I'll make this real quick, hopefully. For as the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain forever before me says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain, Isaiah 66, 22. There is no greater pledge from the lips of God than this, that our offsprings will abide in his presence forever. Amen. According to his, this verse, such an expectation is just as Stable and unchanging as new creation. God longs for a restored universe free free from evil, terminated with peace and immersed in his infinite love. More than that, he longs for the day we both when both we both we and our descendants are transformed fully unto his image, perfected, glorified, shining like a, I'm trying to get to the charger before the thing goes completely out, excuse me, what a way to go to do my prayer decorations, my phone is about dead, sorry guys, sorry, there it goes, sorry, Okay. Let me read that again. 
he longs for the day when we both that that when both we and our descendants are transformed fully into his image, perfected, glorified, and shining like like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. Does this mean that our children will have eternal eternity in a in a flawless eternity, heavenly state, whether they personally choose to serve God or not? Certainly not. However, it does mean that the Father will honor our commitment to Him by extending extraordinary grace to our children in enabling them to make the right choices. He will go beyond the norm in helping them follow the path that leads to an infinite inheritance. When God was preparing to judge Solomon and Gomorrah, the Bible says God remembered Abraham and saved Lot from terrible destruction. Although Lot was just Abraham's nephew, he and his family escaped the torrent of fiery brimstone that fell just because because of their connection to Abraham. How much more will God do this kind of thing for our children? Of his people. We must believe this enough to thank God in advance. Claiming John, 1 John 2.25 for the whole family. This is a promise that God has promised us eternal life. Prayer declaration. I'm adding my children, my children's spouses and my grandchildren by all means and yours here we go lord god i believe that my children's eternal destiny is secure with you in all of their struggles in life i believe you will remember my commitment yes. to you and save yes. Joshua, yes, Emma, yes, Scotty, yes, April, yes, Jessica, yes, Bobby, yes. Veronica, oh, their spouses, yes, and their children oh, yes, from the this destructive world. Yes, you are the Almighty. And the and the intention of your heart will be fulfilled. You you intend to bring forth a new creation, a new heaven, and a new earth, free from darkness, free from pain, free from evil, free from satanic influence, free from the curse. Nothing will change this divine purpose or prevent. It from opening, coming to pass. In like matter, I believe that you intend that make my children a new creation, 
granting them the grace to love you, to serve you, to abide in your presence forever. I confess that Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children will also be free from darkness, free from pain, free from evil, free from satanic influence, and free from the curse forever. As in the new, as the new creation shall remain before you, filled with your presence and made perfect in every way, so shall my offspring remain perfect in God's in God forevermore. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now that 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 prayer is a powerful prayer. Because it's telling you that he is going to give them an extra function to come to him. He's going to make more things come towards them that is good than that is come that is evil. He is going to honor us by our faith. And there, and I say it be so. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Can you hear me, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. We're changing mics there. Can you hear me? Can someone give me a one? Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to his name. Hallelujah. We've got two now. Oh, praise God. Thank you. All right, brothers and sisters. Go with me to Psalm 118 by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this powerful word that the Lord wants me to share before we get into to prayer requests. Amen. And the word of God says, praise ye the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Oh, they need mercy now. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them that fear the Lord, do you fear the Lord? Let them that fear the Lord now say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me and set me at large. And the Lord is with me. Therefore, I will not fear what man can do unto me. Verse 7. And the Lord is with me among whom that help me. Therefore, shall I say my desire upon my enemies. It is better to trust in the Lord than to have confidence in man. Don't trust men. You have your confidence in the Lord. Amen. It is better to trust in the Lord than it is to have confidence in princesses. Uh Uh-oh. Could that be princesses and presidents and popes, pastors, and all those key people? All nations have compassed me, but in the name of the Lord shall I destroy them. They have compassed me, yea, they have compassed me, 
but the name of the Lord shall I destroy them. They came about me like bees, but they are quenched as a fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord shall I destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord has helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, for he hath been my deliverance, praise God. The Lord is my strength and song, for he hath been my deliverance. The voice of joy and deliverance shall be in the tabernacles of the righteous, saying, Thy right hand of the Lord has done valiantly. Praise his name. Oh, hallelujah. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, you ain't going to die. You are going to live. You're going to live forever. God has conquered death. Praise God. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? They can't answer because God has conquered them. Hallelujah. Open ye unto me the gates of righteousness, that I may go into them and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter it. Are you the righteous? Are you the righteous? Has God made you righteous? Are you covered by the robe of righteousness? Do you have the garments of salvation? You're not naked, are you? God has given you the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness and the wedding garments. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Oh, praise his name. This is the gate of the Lord, and the righteous shall enter it. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and hast been my deliverance. There he is again. That's the third time he's talking about deliverance. My deliverer is coming. Remember my message last week? My deliverer is coming. The stone which the builders refused is the head of the corner. Just what? Paul, I mean, what uh, Peter, Peter spoke, and the prophecy was made true through Jesus Christ as he spoke in Acts 4. This is what the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is a day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. As God gives you another day, you'll let the light of Jesus shine from you. Oh, Lord, I pray thee, save now. Oh, Lord, I pray thee, now give prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is mighty and has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, I will praise thee. Even my God, therefore, I will exalt thee. Praise thee, the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. I do believe the Lord wants you to know that his mercy endureth forever and that he brings deliverance, and he will deliver us from this evil world when he comes, brothers and sisters. Amen. Praise his, praise his holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, hallelujah, does anybody else have prayer requests? We already have a couple. Uh, Brenda Gill, sis, Brenda Gill's mother has passed, and we prayed about that. Uh, uh, sis Randy was leaving and said she heard some news about Jay that was frightening, so we need to pray for Jay and Sis Randy. Anybody else?
Anybody else have prayer requests? Amen? Uh, I would ask you to pray for my Aunt Patty and uh, and Kevin, that he needs needs favor of the Lord. Amen? Favor and healing. Both of them. They need, need favor and healing, okay? Don't we all? Anybody else have any prayer requests before we go to the Lord in prayer? She just put that up as you spoke it. Praise God. Yes, Miss Marietta. We remember the uh, pray for you and Weston and Warren. Amen. And Roger. For Weston. Warren and Roger. My cousin was Roger, Sith Marietta. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes, Brother LV. We'll pray for Brother LV in the Lord's hour. Amen. And all who serve at the Lord's hour. Minister Paul. Hey, oh, man, they need a, a Damascus Road experience. Oh, Jesus can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray for Minister Paul. No, the, the Damascus Road experience, like Paul, like Saul. Amen. Yeah, destroy Israel. They need to pray for Israel and Jerusalem. God have mercy. What's going on there? Yeah, it's getting real. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, I know, Brother Javon. It's amazing. We've listened to Pastor J.D. Bargain. You should hear some of the uh, miracles that are happening. Even though these things are happening, there's been some miracles that happened. Did you know, brothers and sisters, I knew you knew about the story. Uh, let me wait a minute, put a uh, link up uh, something here. Pray for Ray, I mean, Roy and Monica and their families, okay? Link up. God, there's so many people in these prayers. Uh, Roy, Monica and their families. Amen. Yes, we're about ready to enter Jacob's trouble. That's right, Sisperia. You know, brothers and sisters, a couple of miracles. Let me tell you about a couple of miracles, what's happening, what's been going on. You know about the couple that they ambushed and their young children was with them. You know, the, the, the terrorists and the people like that is that, uh, okay, well, remember Pastor Beg? I mean, Pastor Paul Begley's real sick. We'll pray for Pastor Begley. Well, anyway, brothers and sisters, those children, well, you know, they, as, as you see what ISIS does and the rest of them, they, they usually don't spare anyone. They're evil, demonic, you know, empowered, most of them. Well, brothers and sisters, when they killed the parents, you know what happened? They turned their guns on each other. 
By friendly fire, they were taken out, and the children were spared. The other story we heard is one of the knife thro- one of the knife uh, guy wielding the knife when he tried to when he tried to stab people, his knife fell apart. It fell to the ground. It fell apart. So God is intervening even in these times of these kind of things that are happening. Even in these times, God is intervening. Amen. Praise God to his wonderful name. He is able. The angels of God are watching over. I mean, the archangel Michael's watching over Israel. And so is Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. But his mighty, powerful angel Michael is there too. Praise God. Any more? Uh, hallelujah. Okay. Pray for Susan. Link up. All right. Pray for Susan. To repent. Amen. That's the most important thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come humbly before you in the name of Jesus, name above all names. Lord, we have to come to you for you the mediator, and you are a high priest, and you are our God. And Lord, we are, are very needy people without you. But, Lord, we come to you and ask, in the name of Jesus, by the authority of Christ, we pray for Brenda, we pray for her family. And, Lord, that uh, we rejoice because she says her mother was a Christian. So she would be at home with the Lord, absent from the body and the presence of the Lord. But we pray for comfort and peace. And I pray that her family does rejoice that she's gone home to be with the Lord and that her time of uh, pain and misery and suffering is over. But Lord, I pray you comfort the ones left behind at this time and give them peace and comfort them and watch over them and know they are loved. And Lord, that you'll be with them in this time of mourning and you understand what each of us go through when we lose someone. We're very grateful, Father. You never leave us or forsake us. You are there. I know it. Brenda knows it, Sister Marietta knows it, and now Sister Brenda knows it too, that you are there. You are there through all things. You are there when our loved ones pass away, Lord. You are there all the time. You have such love and mercy, because your mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Sister Randy, and we pray for her son, Jay. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what kind of evil report this is. But we pray in the name of Jesus that you intervene, Lord, and by the authority of Christ that you will intervene and you will make this right for your child and for your children in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, that you will be with them. You'll see angels to watch over and protect them. And, Father, I don't know what's going on, but you do, and that you will intervene, Lord, that you will intervene and touch their lives and that be all to the glory of God for what's happening in their lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for my Aunt Patty. And I pray for Kevin. And, Father God, I pray favor for them, favor for the Lord in their life. And I pray for healing, total healing in the name of Jesus, and that they will believe in faith that, Lord Jesus, that you can heal them and deliver them and set them free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that you can provide for them. And that you love them. And that your mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Sister Marietta. And, Lord, like the Philippian jailer and like Cornelius, and like all of us are praying that we claim salvation for our household. And, Lord God, I pray for Weston. 
And I pray for Warren and Roger. And I pray that you knock them down, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Knock them down like you did Saul on the roads of Damascus. Let them know that you are God and there is no other. Let them see you, Lord, in a dream or vision. But whichever way you have, Lord, bring people in their life that they can then deny the love and the power of Almighty God. And how much you love them that you died and show them like you said you were going to do, Father, that you will show them Christ and they can't get it out of their minds or their heart or their eyes. That they will see arms wide open, love poured out for them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Brother Elvie. And we pray for Brother Pablo, and we pray for Sis Carla, and we pray for uh, uh, Kelvin and Aaron, and we pray for all that serve me and Sis Brenda. We all need your help, Lord. We need the anointing to keep flowing. We need you for guidance and wisdom at the Lord's hour. We pray, Father, that we would be an example and a light to all that come and listen. We pray they get involved and hear the call of the Lord and stand for Jesus, to speak for Jesus, to live for Jesus. For Jesus does matter. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray for protection and blessing of you, O Lord, over the Lord's hour. Father God, we pray for Minister Paul, a firebrand minister, watchman on the wall, a man that was that will go and take a step out on faith for Jesus. He would stand in the middle of the devil's playground and stand up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, that you will be with him, watch over him and his family. I pray for comfort at this time. I pray for peace at this time, as they have lost a loved one. And Lord, that you will watch over and protect them as they come together to uh, 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 to, to bury this person and, and send them on their way to the glory. Amen. And Father, we just pray that you intervene and bless him and strengthen him in the name of Jesus. Lift up our brother. Bless him, Lord. We thank you for Brother Minister Paul. Watchman on the wall. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Israel. And we pray for Jerusalem, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus. You intervene, Father. And they call out to Yahweh. They call out to Yeshua HaMashiach. That is their answer for Israel. There is no other. They have to turn back to the living God. They have to turn back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hallelujah. They have to realize that who Moses was talking about as a serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, that Jesus, the Son of God, would be lifted up for all the people to see, and salvation comes through him. As a father lifts up to his son, and that he is drawing men to Jesus. Oh, I pray they hear, Lord. I pray they hear out in Israel and Jerusalem, and that the voice of the Lord is speaking to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father God, we pray for Roy and Monica and their families, and Susan. Father God, we pray you intervene in their life and that you bring repentance to them as they would hear a voice crying in the wilderness, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. As John the Baptist was speaking, as the word of God was going forth, as the prophets were being, the prophecies were being fulfilled about the Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray you touch their lives and let them know that Jesus is real. And Jesus can change their lives. He is the Savior of the world. He is the great physician, the healer. He is the deliverer. He's our Lord and King. Hallelujah. I pray you bring that real to them. Father God, we pray for Pastor Begley, Father. We pray for healing upon him. We pray that he gets a fresh vision 
and anointing for you for the truth, O oh Lord. And that Lord, Lord knows that he needs the word of God to come forth, Father God. Needs the word of God to come forth in his life and his ministry in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you and praise you for each brother and sister here at the Lord's hour. We pray for our guests and we pray for them to be blessed, Father. I pray for Sister Marietta, oh Father, and as you have told us and what you are saying to the church, give her boldness to speak the word of God and to stand in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Sis Janet, Lord. We pray you lift her up and strengthen her and watch over in the name of Jesus, Father. Give her boldness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray for my brother Javon, a light of a mighty, almighty God. Let his light foreshine in, in, in New Jersey, Father. And wherever you take him, let him stand for Jesus. For Jesus matters in his life. And Jesus matters in everyone's life. Because Jesus saves. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for Link Up. And we pray you bless him or her. I'm not sure. But I know you know. And Lord, we pray you bless Link Up. And watch over and protect uh, that brother or sister in Christ. Give them boldness. Lift them up and strengthen them, Father. And as you, as they came together in unity and prayed by the word of God in Acts 4, Father, as we come together and pray, that a shaking comes into our life, a shaking under our feet, Father, and that we be filled with the Holy Ghost again, hallelujah, a fresh anointing from the Lord. And Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters that are on phone, and I'm not sure about the others, but you know who they are. And I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost boldness to speak the word of God, Lord, that we need boldness in this day. This is a time to speak up for Christ and not be quiet. This is a time to stand for truth and righteousness and not be quiet. It is time to stand as you have told us to stand, Lord, like the disciples of old. Lord, as your people of old, that we are to stand in these last things and that we are to stand for we are the body and we are to stand in love. Love conquers a multitude of sin. I always thank you and praise you, Lord. Understanding teaches more about love. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising from the grave again for us. Thank you, Lord. You are so awesome and holy. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah and glory. To God. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Oh, the presence of the Lord. He wants to fill each one of you. Receive of the Holy Spirit tonight. Receive of the Holy Spirit. Reach out. The Spirit of God is moving here. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is moving. Hallelujah. Receive of the Holy Spirit. Receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Receive boldness and a strong and powerful witness from the Lord God. Hallelujah. All oh, receive and hear from the Lord tonight. He is here to touch your life. He is here to touch your heart. He is here to touch you. Praise his wonderful name. All glory to his name. Brothers and sisters, know this and know this well, that the Lord is coming for, well, I thought it was, but maybe not. That one's gone too, baby. Well, we're learning, brothers and sisters. <laughs> We've got to be more prepared. So this is the other thing. This must be what the Lord wants y'all to know. That know this, brothers and sisters, by who Jesus is in your life, for what he has done for you, and how much he loves you and how much you love him. And by the blood of the Lamb, 
and what he did at Calvary, you're flawless. Know that you're flawless. You're flawless. There's got to be more than going back and forth.
again, brothers and sisters. We love you all. Me and Sis Brenda, we love you and our prayers are with you. Shalom to each one of you. Shalom and all good night. Praise be to the Lord. Amen.